This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today, we're talking about pickles. Yes, it has finally arrived, the pickle episode. <laughs> we mentioned doing it in our cucumber episode, which you should totally listen to. Yes, for an exhaustive scientific and historical look into cucumbers. As we are known for. Uh-huh. <laughs> we exhaust people. <laughs> Food Stuff. We do. It's a great <laughs> slogan. Um, but yeah, we've been working on this one for a while mm-hmm. and pretty excited to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. It's it's entirely great. It is. And uh, one of the first questions I had about pickles, because I like pickles, but you know, I'm not as big a fan as a lot of people are. Okay. I find. But when I was a kid, I loved pickle juice. Not the pickles, just the pickle juice. I would drink it as if I was at a bar doing shots. <laughs> kind of a little sippy cup. And my little brother was into pickle juice, too. And he was into it even more than I was. Oh, wow. And my parents gave him a pickle ornament for Christmas one year. 
<laughs> which is totally a thing. And I did not know that. Oh, okay. All right. It's a Midwestern thing, and no one is really sure how it started, but um, but the Christmas pickle or the uh, Weihnachtskirke. Ooh, <laughs> is uh, is is a, a pickle shaped ornament, and it's the last ornament you place on your Christmas tree on Christmas Eve, and you kind of hide it somewhere back in the branches, and then on Christmas morning, the first kid who finds the Christmas pickle gets a special present. Oh, I would win at that. <laughs> My little brother better be glad I didn't know about this. And despite the fact that it's like a German word, uh, and the people of the Midwest who participate in this tradition are generally of German heritage, and they call it the German Christmas pickle. Germans had no bloody idea that this was a thing until, like, it came back from America, like, <laughs> like in the past decade. Like, <laughs> everyone, I mean, and since then, sales of the Christmas pickle have really picked up in Germany. I love it. They're like, what are these weird Americans up to and saying it was our idea? But... Hey. But hey. Christmas pickle. A Christmas pickle. <laughs> Fine, let's cook it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and just a fun side note before we get started. Last year at Dragon Con, the most popular costume by Var was Pickle Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw a really good one. I saw some, you know, like... Okay. Some, like, mid-level. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you tried Gold Star kind of. Yeah. Kind of Pickle Ricks. But, man, there was one that was, like, on stilts, and it was giant. And yes. it was, like, and it had, like, all the creepy, like, accoutrement, like, buzzsaw kind of attachments and all that. It was it was a pickle to behold. <laughs> it was a pickle to behold. I was fortunate enough to march in the parade, the Giant Con Parade this year. And I was in the... Heroes and villains section, and specifically in the Captain America section. And for some reason, there was a pickle Rick. <laughs> I don't know if there was a pun there that I didn't get. Um, he like wasn't carrying a cap shield no. or anything like that. It was just pickle Rick. It was just pickle Rick, and he didn't like run in or like march in late. He lined up with us in the hour before. Like he was there the entire time. This oh. was his section. You know, he didn't I, seem to have any friends in there. Pickle Rick moves in mysterious <laughs> ways. I. <laughs> This is true, and we should probably move on to our, our question. Um, pickles, what are they? Well, pickle is both a noun and a verb, and you can pickle any number of foods. Um, but today we are concentrating on what probably comes to mind first for most Americans when you say pickle, a pickled cucumber. And Bon Appetit tells me that in England... Pickle refers to what we call in the States relish. Like like chopped, uh, pickled cucumber and probably other vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's true. Is it true? Yeah. Well, this must be confusing for our English listeners. Oh, yeah. Sorry about it. Well, you know, we can't control language. language. We're not that powerful. We're powerful. We're working towards it. <laughs> we are. Slowly but surely, we are. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, all right. Um, uh, pickled cucumber. A cucumber is an oblong greenish fruit that's crunchy and kind of cool and fresh tasting. Uh, the vines that they grow on tend to go from zero to, like, all of the ripe cucumbers um, all at the same time within, like, a single week. And so, therefore, you've got to preserve some of them somehow or you've just got a lot of rotten cucumbers on your hands. Don't want that unless you're Super Producer Dylan, who hates cucumbers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But he does like pickles. He so, does. <laughs> so I think that I think he would more approve of the. I mean, actually, I guess it could go either way. It depends on how evil he's feeling that day. Oh either pickle him or oh, destroy. <laughs> uh, to pickle 
is to preserve a food in an acidic solution, which A, makes the food taste kind of more sour and or puckery, and B, makes it last longer. And we've talked before on the show about how when food goes bad, uh, microorganisms have started to eat it before you got a chance to. They'll eat the food and excrete stuff that smells and tastes rotten. And if they're infesting food that you do eat, they might make you sick. Bad times all around. Um, But one of the things about microorganisms is that they are more sensitive to acids than we are. Let's talk about the pH scale for a second. This is a spectrum that scientists created in the 19 aughts when they were uh, trying to make beer tastier. Uh, thanks, Carlsberg. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it ranges from 0 to 14. Anything above 7 is considered basic. Um, not like it likes pumpkin spice lattes. Like it's, it's the opposite of acidic because <laughs> anything under 7 is considered acidic. 7 is neutral. Mm. Um, Whereas we humans find things in the 2 to 4.5 range of the scale to be pleasantly tart, most microbes find it intolerable, like they cannot eat that stuff or survive in it, um, sort of the way that we'd find a planet filled with hydrochloric acid to be inhospitable. Wouldn't want to live there. Wouldn't want to eat it. (laughs) You wouldn't want to eat it? Not a planet made of hydrochloric acid, no. (laughs) I may or may not be some evil superhero that eats planets. I don't know. I don't really want to talk about it right now. That's entirely fair. I can keep going. I appreciate it. Okay. So uh, if you uh, make your food drop down into into that 2 to 4.5 range, um, microbes won't eat it, and the food will last longer. Huzzah. Huzzah. Adding uh, salt or sugar or both to this acidic solution helps with the fluid transfer of water out from the cucumber and acidic stuff into the cucumber. And the word pickle probably comes from either the Dutch word pekel or the German word pokel, both of which mean salt or brine. Yes, because (laughs) of this salt thing. And the spices typically used in pickles often do have antimicrobial properties, uh, which is probably how humans wound up incorporating them into their recipes, you know, like garlic, mustard seed, cloves, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, okay, when you're talking about pickles, uh, there are two basic types. Also, the word pickles, y'all, is never going to stop being funny. (laughs) I just love it. Okay, anyway, um, just know that I'm giggling every single time I say it. Uh, Okay, so you've got quick pickles, which you brine in vinegar plus salt and other stuff, and fermented pickles, which you brine in brine, just like plain salt water plus whatever flavorings you want to add. And how that fermented brine thing works is that instead of adding your own acid, like a vinegar, you're setting up a wee little bacteria farm so that the bacteria will create the acid for you. Does this mean what I think it means? Oh, yes. It means bacteria poo. Ooh. Ah, yeah. So if you, if you set out a loosely covered jar of cucumbers in brine, the lactic acid bacteria that just live kind of everywhere, we've talked about this in our cheese and yogurt episodes, will set up shop in the jar. The salt solution will draw out some of the sugars from the cucumbers into the, into the brine. The bacteria will eat the sugars and poop lactic acid. The lactic acid infuses the cucumbers. More bacteria grow, repeat, and in a couple weeks, you've got pickles. Hey. Uh, And I said that you want to cover the jars loosely. It's loosely because the bacteria also poop carbon dioxide gas. I guess they fart it. It's not really a poop thing. Um, Which could make a jar explode if you, you know, closed it tightly. Mm -hmm. Don't want to do that. No. No. 
Vinegar, by the way, is generally a fruit or vegetable juice that's been exposed to yeasts that eat their sugars and poop alcohol, thus making like wine or cider or beer. And then that alcoholic stuff is exposed to acetobacter, which are bacteria that eat alcohol and poop acetic acid. So you're really just buying your bacteria poop ready-made when you pickle with vinegar. I'm going to think about it like that from here on out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. I've done my job. You have. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess just a, just a linguistic note, you can also see uh, pickles made with vinegar being referred to as fresh-packed pickles or refrigerator pickles in addition to quick pickles. I'd never pay much attention to, to how things are labeled. I look at what's in it, mm-hmm. but I don't look at the actual name. Yeah. I need to Well, until you that. know what the difference is, I guess it doesn't really. Uh, remember, uh, like, recently I had to buy stuff where we were making that pickle sandwich. Oh, right. The uh, the pickle peanut butter. Mayo. And mayo. And then the pickle peanut butter and uh, Velveeta. Yeah. And I, I was like texting you like, what is this? I don't know what this means. There's so many pickles. I, what do I want? And I still <laughs> messed it up. Uh, it's okay. It was still incredibly bizarre. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most of my reviews would be that. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to eat peanut butter. That was nice. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, obviously. <laughs> uh, so there are lots of types of pickled cucumbers, but here are a few popular ones. There's gherkin, and we discussed this in our cucumber episode. Um, this is not technically a cucumber. It, it's highly technical, but we do often call it a pickle. There's kosher dill. The kosher here means that the pickle was made in a traditional Jewish manner, not that it was made under rabbi supervision. Mm -hmm. There's Polish, and this is a type of pickle originally from northern Europe where no vinegar is used in the brine. Instead, salt and natural fermentation are used. And then there's bread and butter. This is the pickle I accidentally brought for our our sandwich experiment. Um, These are a bit sweeter thanks to the higher levels of sugar added to the brine. Yeah. And any of these, I mean, it it really, you really just have to look at the labeling pickle to pickle to to see whether it was fermented. I mean, aside from types like Polish that are usually, almost always, I don't know. Only a Sith deals in absolute. (laughs) (laughs) We have a colleague here, Ramsey. He makes his own pickles. Oh, and and they're they're so so good. good. I still don't know how he does it, but they are delicious. He's never going to let us know. He's very secretive, that wizard. Ramsey's secret. Mm Mm-hmm. As far as nutrition goes, pretty good for you. Yeah, Um, they're fine. They're sort of, I mean, maybe high in salt. Maybe, yeah. Mild anti-inflammatory, high in vitamin C. As long as you don't deep fry them, of course, um, as delicious as that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, d- deep fried pickle slices. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks drink pickle brine after exercising to replenish their electrolytes, and I suppose that's not much different from drinking Gatorade, uh, just saltier. Uh-huh. And maybe if your pickles were made by fermentation and the jar wasn't pasteurized afterwards, um, the, the brine could have some live active lactic acid bacteria like living probiotics in it. Um, though whether eating those actually makes any kind of difference in your gut is up for debate. So, Yay, food debates. Yay! And, and most commercially processed pickles are totally pasteurized. So, uh, Well, whatever the case, mm-hmm. people like some pickles. They do. Mm-hmm. We have some pickle numbers here. According to the New York Food Museum, as of 2003, 5,200,000 pounds of pickles 
were are consumed annually in the United States. That's nine pounds per person. What? Nine pounds? Of pickles. A year? I find it very hard to believe, but... I shouldn't really eat cucumbers, so I don't eat that many pickled cucumbers to be sure, but I guess I might eat nine pounds of kimchi in a year. (laughs) Oh, really? I I like a kimchi. Kimchi is amazing. But anyway, (laughs) uh, the oldest pickle was first pickled in 1876. Yes, 1876. And has been passed down from generation to generation. It's still, like, it's still kicking? Apparently. No one's eaten it? It, it lives in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what uh, NPR tells me. All right. I trust NPR. And uh, we may well be living in the age of the pickle. Uh, there's currently a pickle-flavored soft serve in New York City. Uh, and also in New York, restaurants devoted entirely to pickles. Sonic has a pickle slushy. There's pickle ice pops, pickle candy canes, pickle vodka, pickle soda, pickle beer. The pickleback? Oh, the pickleback, of course. Of course. <laughs> Somebody, a listener, please make a parody song with Age of Aquarius, Age of Pickles. <laughs> Request submitted. Please. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Also, while I was uh, looking up all of these weird pickle products, I I stumbled across what would have been the perfect Annie recipe for childhood Annie, and that is uh, homemade peanut butter and pickle ice cream. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would have lived off of that. (laughs) I would have just subsided. I'm surprised that you never made, like, pickle popsicles, uh, like pickle brine popsicles when you were a kid. I, I don't know. I went through a huge, like, make-my-own-popsicles phase. So, oh. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's still time. <laughs> there is still time. <laughs> there is. And speaking of time, it is time for us to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. But when we get back, we'll talk about the history of the pickle. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. 
could just be in me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Okay, so... The history of the pickle, pickled history. Mm-hmm. Historians believe cucumbers were first pickled in 2400 BCE Mesopotamia. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the ancient Greeks knew about pickles around about 850 BCE. Aristotle himself was pushing pickles as a curative, and the soldiers of Julius Caesar ate it for their health. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Ancient Rome viewed pickles as similarly beneficial. One of history's biggest pickle fans was Cleopatra. Cleopatra? Yes. She credited them as the source of her beauty. Yeah. And just to clarify, <laughs> by eating them. Oh, not by. Rubbing them on your skin. Or like, or like using the brine as a toner or something like that. Yeah, I bet that would burn. I bet that would burn. But... And beauty hurts, you know. <laughs> That's what people tell me. People people have said that to me before. By this time, where Cleopatra's time, which was 50 CE-ish, pickles could be found throughout the Maghreb and Levant regions. In 900 CE, dill, which is very important for our modern-day pickles, first showed up in Western Europe. Once we move into the Middle Ages, pickles' popularity as a condiment Climbs, gaining two <laughs> more famous historical fans, Queen Elizabeth and William Shakespeare. The Bard. The Bard, the one and only. <laughs> he referenced pickles in several of his works, including Hamlet. Oh, Hamlet, how camest thou in such a pickle? <laughs> Shakespeare used that phrase more than once, too. It also appeared in The Tempest. I have been in such a pickle since I saw you last that... I fear me will never out of my bones. I shall not fear fly-blowing. I love Shakespeare. Who knows what that meant? Um, (laughs) But, well, people who study that know because they think it means to be drunk. Oh, like pickled. pickled. Yeah, which Ah. I love and kind of want to bring back. Oh, yeah. I I think I've used that before. (laughs) Were you drunk when you said it? Maybe. (laughs) It's close to sauced. Exactly. Yes. However, the Oxford English Dictionary concludes, this isn't the first use of the phrase in a pickle to mean a difficult situation. If that's what it meant there at all, they credit a 1562 poem by John Haywood. <laughs> Here we go. This one's interesting. Time is tickle. Chance is fickle. I think it's chance, but it looks like chance. Man is brickle. Frailty's pickle. Powdreth mickle. Seasoning glickle. <laughs> it, it looks like seasoning. I think it's seasoning. Oh. Well, I, I wasn't meant for these times. No, me neither. <laughs> Very few of us were. 
It's true. Um, and if that does seem a little unclear, on top of my, my botched pronunciation, the first modern mention of in a pickle comes courtesy of the diary of Samuel Pepys in 1660. Quote, at home with the workmen all the afternoon, our house being in a most sad pickle. Oh, so I had no idea that the phrase was that old. I know. I love it. I assumed it was from like the 19, like 20s. Yeah, it feels like a 20s or maybe a 50s thing. Sure. You were saying all kinds of weird phrases back then. Yeah. Stepping back a bit to 1492, when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Since pickles didn't spoil, they were a popular food among travelers, especially among those making the long voyage to America. They were also recommended for preventing scurvy, so much so that Columbus rationed them for his soldiers and replenished their stocks by growing cucumbers in Haiti before tackling the next step of their voyage. Ah. And in fact, <laughs> for my pickle fact of the episode, okay. the guy behind America's name, Amerigo Vespucci, was a pickle salesman and the supplier for a good chunk of the ships. Allegedly, his nickname was the Pickle Dealer. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's got to be a T-shirt. The Pickle Dealer? That also has to be a villain in our <laughs> series, The Dunker, which I promise will happen one day. Oh, 20,000%. Also, I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast yet, but we totally have merch now, and we have the power to make an artist who's actually really good at his job make our silly puns into shirt designs. It's a lot of power. It's a little bit terrifying. It's at tpublic.com slash foodstuff. Yeah, and if you have any de- designs... Oh, yeah, let us know. Yes, please. We can make it happen. <laughs> Virginia was producing commercial pickles by 1606. And Thomas Jefferson... Ugh. Again! Thomas Jefferson later commented... On a hot day in Virginia, I know nothing more comforting than a fine spice pickle brought up trout-like from the sparkling depths of the aromatic jar below the stairs of Aunt Sally's cellar. (laughs) (laughs) Brought up trout-like. All right. Is there no food he he didn't comment on? Apparently that's all he did. I mean, essentially that's what we do too, I suppose. Oh. Oh. Mm. George Washington was a fan of them too. Yeah? Sources say he had loads of varieties of cucumber in his garden for pickling. They, actually, the number was so big that I doubted it. But Wow. Um, I, in either case, I do believe he loved pickles. <laughs> <laughs> the Dutch in the 16th century counted pickles as one of their delicacies. And Dutch immigrants arriving to what would become New York started growing cucumbers for the pickling as early as 1659. In what is now Brooklyn, people would buy the cucumbers pickle them in barrels, and sell them on the streets. This was the largest concentration of commercial pickles in the world at the time. New York would remain important to the pickle scene in the 19th and 20th century, with new waves of immigrants, specifically Jewish immigrants from Eastern Europe, bringing along with them kosher pickles. At the time, these were made by putting cucumbers in barrels with dill, garlic, kosher salt, water, and any other spices desired. Then the cucumbers were left to ferment for over a month, longer than your average pickle, resulting in a more sour product. This extra sourness was appreciated in contrast to Eastern Europe's sort of bland, potato-heavy diet at the time. Bland was what I read a lot. I'm not describing it that way. Um, You could get a half-sour or full-sour, depending on fermentation time. 
To this day, most Jewish delis come with a complimentary slice or two or three or four of pickles. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the Ash- Ashkenazi Jewish pickles. It's great. Also to this day, those pickles are still sold under the names uh, half sour for uh, pickles that have only been fermented for a couple weeks and full sour for pickles that have been fermented for a month or more to, yeah, really get the punch in there. Speaking of punch. And technology? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> we have some more pickle history and some pickle technology mayhaps. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this, I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And uh, remember, Nicolas Appert... Yes, from our canning episode? That's right, Lauren. Well, thanks to his development of canning, he boasted the first large-scale commercial production of pickles around 1809 CE. Large-scale. But hey, get it? A pair? Yeah. (laughs) Innovations in jar technology helped pickles move along. James Young's invention of paraffin wax for better jar sealing. John Mason patented the mason jar in 1858. 20 years later, the patent expired, but the jar remained. And another throwback, (laughs) the pickle pin. Oh, right. From the World's Fair. Right, which we talked about in our ketchup episode. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) At the Chicago World's Fair in 1893, Heinz, who that very same year debuted their 57 varieties of pickles, preserves, and other pickled foods, handed out free 
pickle pins to visitors to their booth. Some one million pins by the fair's end. So successful was this promotion, they repeated it at several other world's fairs. And if you visit the Heinz Museum and take the stairs to this day, you can still get one of these. Oh, I want one so bad. I do too. I found one on eBay. It was a little pricey and I was like, hmm. How badly do how I want this? How bad do I want one? And how ridiculous does it make me look? Yeah. Uh, apparently, Heinz was uh, the first commercial producer of vinegar, um, oh. which kind of went hand in hand because they were making so much of it for their pickled products that, yeah, they sold it for home use as well. Makes sense. Makes sense. The trade organization of Pickle Packers International, Pickle Packers International, that sounds like a tongue twister, <laughs> also came together in 1893. In 1926, Mount Olive, a company out of Mount Olive, North Carolina, oh, yeah, got its start huh. with the original goal of brining pickles for other picklers. Hmm. That was not to be, however. And they are now one of the biggest names in pickles. Another name you might recognize, Vlasic Polish-style pickles, got their start in Detroit in 1942. And around this time... During World War II, pickles were another food that was rationed. In the U.S., 40% of pickles went to the Army. Wow. Once the war was over and a couple of years had passed, in 1948, Pickle Packers International launched International Pickle Week. <laughs> this is celebrated to this day, complete with a pickle juice drinking contest in Arkansas. I will see you then, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of America's longest-running food promotions. I think it lasts... I think it's Pickle Week, but I think it lasts like 14 days or something. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't changed the name to reflect that. Oh, that's great. It's like Dragon Con. It just kind of spreads. It's true. It's true. <laughs> In 1974, Vlasic chose the stork as their mascot because at the time, the American birth rate was dropping. How interesting that they chose it for that reason. The slogan might help it make more sense. Deliver pickles since babies were in such short supply. Are they saying that babies are a food source? Are they are are people canning babies? This got dark. It, it really did very quickly. I'm sure that's not what they were hoping would happen. Vlasic, I'm not sure about your brand messaging. <laughs> I do like it's like deliver pickles since babies were in such short supply, as if a pickle. Well, I guess I guess well I guess I guess just the stork is like out of work, like he's looking oh. for a job. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, like he's on hard times, so he's like, well, I guess I'll deliver pickles. There's no more babies for me to deliver. That's also dark. <laughs> it is. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to move on and discuss that later. Yes. But as part of this this whole thing, <laughs> um, they doubled down on the idea that pregnant women craved pickles. Oh. Yeah. In the 80s, they they went with this slogan, the pickles pregnant women crave. Um, and I was researching into this. Pickles and ice cream is the go-to stereotypical pregnant lady craving in the U.S. But that is not the same in other countries, I learned. Um, and I would love for listeners to write in and say, what is the stereotypical food you say in your country that pregnant women crave? Yeah. Yeah. But here it's pickles, pickles and, and ice, ice cream. cream. Mm-hmm. A 1952 episode of I Love Lucy had a pregnant Lucy send Ricky in search of a papaya milkshake and a pickle. Ooh. So it's pretty old. It's been around for a while. Huh. And here's a strange record for you. 
1985, Stephen Trotter became the youngest fellow to survive the Niagara Falls plunge. So, yes, he went over the, the waterfall. Mm-hmm. His transport of choice? Some kind of big safety bubble? No. Two pickle barrels. Huh. Mm-hmm. And he replicated the stunt in 1995. Well, good for him. Yeah, good for him. It's a quite a, a craft if you want to look it up. It's kind of impressive. Yeah. In 2000, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles credited their win against the Dallas Cowboys on a game day where temperatures got up to 109 degrees Fahrenheit, Ooh. which is about 43 degrees Celsius, to drinking pickle juice, <laughs> sort of what you were talking about earlier, Lauren. A study done by Brigham Young University a little later and reported on by the New York Times found that pickle juice relieved cramps about 45% faster than no hydration and about 37% faster than water. Salt. I, salt. Salt, that's the answer. That's I mean, mostly. I, I wonder if that's why kids like it. Or maybe, maybe that's just in my family. I don't know. Mysteries of <laughs> Reese family history. <laughs> New York City's first Pickle Day celebration took place in 2001. <laughs> yes. Okay. And now there are Kool-Aid pickles, which I believe you have had. Yes. Oh, uh, w- let's see. Yes? I think so. Yes. Yes. I had, like, actually, I believe they were Hawaiian punch pickles. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You can you can make pickles extra sweet and kind of fruity flavored by adding like a packet of Kool Aid or similar flavoring to the brine solution. I'm honestly not sure why you would do this. I, apparently, they're popular with kids. Apparently, especially in the American South. Um, but you never had them growing up. This was never a thing. Oh, I thought this happened like <laughs> this year. Oh no, no. I, I no. I'm pretty sure this is like a thing that has gone back several decades at least. Oh, well, I should have moved this earlier in my history recounting then. <laughs> I thought this happened like <laughs> months ago. <laughs> no, no. I guess I'm tuned out of the, the pickle news cycle. <laughs> we'll forgive you just this once, Annie. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'll, I'll endeavor to do better in my pickle knowledge. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's our, our pickle episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got through it with, I mean, it's relatively professionally. Yeah, relatively a little giggling. Yeah. It's just a great word. It is. You say it enough and it, you'd think you'd get used to it, but... No, it's delightful every time. Delightful every time. Pickle. Pickle. Yep, I bet you're doing it too. <laughs> and this brings us to... Listener Mail! a pickle did, coming up like a trout. Oh, okay. I was like, did you go over Niagara Falls in a barrel? <laughs> that would have been better. That would um, have involved more like, ah. <laughs> I think that's how I'd go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. Maureen wrote, I have had a lifelong obsession with all things maraschino cherries. To this day, I still cannot resist those bright, unnatural, cherry-shaped objects. <laughs> But my favorite story on this is, once my brownie troop, which is the younger version of the Girl Scouts, went to a local dinner theater to see a play. I wasn't very hungry for anything they had for dinner, but I did spot a massive bowl piled high with glistening, 
bright red maraschino cherries on the otherwise empty dessert buffet. Empty dirt dessert buffet? I'm sure it just wasn't laid out yet. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> the, the Hulk is coming out. <laughs> Lacking any direct adult supervision, I got myself a bowl, scooped maraschino cherries into it until it was full, and proceeded to (laughs) happily consume the entire bowl for my dinner. I have never been happier. (laughs) I will always be proud of my 10-year-old self for seeing my opportunity and taking it. While I don't make a habit of eating bowls of maraschino cherries, I do still have a fond spot for them. The entire bowl I ate did nothing to sate my maraschino obsession. Although these days, I have mostly graduated to the Luxardo cherries. <laughs> well, yeah, good on you. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> very, uh, very impressed that you, you took it upon yourself. <sighs> Hilliard wrote, I would like to thank you for doing the episode on maraschino cherries. It took me back to my childhood. My family would visit my grandparents every Saturday when I was a young child. While there, we would get real Coke, unlike home where everything was off-brand. This was a time when cherry Coke was just becoming a thing, and as a child, I wanted some, so I asked my grandparents. I didn't get cherry Coke, but what I did get was regular Coke with the juice from maraschino cherries poured in. At the time, I had no idea what those cherries were or what they were for, but they made great cherry Coke. Not long after that, I saw my father putting a maraschino cherry into a drink from one of his special glass bottles. And I remember saying, that's not cola. Nope. I'm pretty (laughs) certain it wasn't. Probably was not, friend. (laughs) No. I could do a whole rambling episode that's just me kind of reliving memories of I also came from a house where we everything was off brand. Uh-huh. And it's kind of funny the names. I remember marshmallow Mateys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love it. Like it's so silly. Oh, and then yeah. you'd go to school and you'd talk about your marshmallow Mateys. No pe- one has any idea what you're talking about. Exactly. And they're like they're like eventually someone is just like, do you mean lucky charms, you freak? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Lucky shot. <laughs> and they come in those huge, like, dog food styles oh, bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I would love to talk about that for an entire episode, but I'm not sure how much people would love listening to it. I think we could just list, like, off-brand names of things. Anyway. I would I would be entertained by that for, like, 20 minutes at least. <laughs> it's funny. Bonus episode, maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> well, keep an eye out for that. And in the meantime, thanks to both of them for writing in. Yes. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at foodstuffhsw. We're also over on Instagram at foodstuff. We do hope to hear from you. As we have mentioned, we do have some changes coming up. So if you contact us on social media, well, I mean, if you are watching our social media feeds, then you might see something about that in the coming weeks. We might drop a couple more hints around here. Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be in a pickle one day. Oh. <laughs> no, you won't. They're the no. good kind of changes. Yes, you'll be absolutely fine. Being in a pickle would be weird, like literally physically being inside of a pickle. These are thoughts that keep us up at night. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Dylan. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Oh, God, everything sounds better in German. Geblieben. That's my favorite word. Geblieben? Geblieben. What does geblieben mean? It means I stayed home. (laughs) 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 
episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.